This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 335 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam. I'm all by myself today. Uh, Jill had done a really cool episode that was going to be today's episode and had some technical difficulties with it. So uh, she's going to do it next week because it's a really cool idea and it ties into something that she's doing um, as a writer that you guys may have heard of. I'm just going to spoil the lead a little bit. Jill wrote a new book. And I'm so excited for you all to do, to learn a little bit more about it. And next week, she's got some really cool stuff uh, that involve that. So I'll let her do that next week. Uh, but for today, uh, she is out of the office today. So it, you've just got me. And when she told me that she was having some recording issues, I said I would take care of today's episode. And then I wasn't really sure what I was going to discuss. Um, but I figured out a little bit. So what we're going to go through today is... Uh, first, I got back from, from traveling from the Bay Area Book Festival, so I'm going to talk just a little bit about that and some of the travels I've been doing. Uh, and then I have a whole bunch of book recommendations on things that I've been listening to or reading over the past couple of weeks that, uh, you know, that's the reason people usually come to the podcast is to get book recommendations, so I figured I should do that part first. And then I'm going to talk about something a little bit later that I've been thinking about a lot lately and I, I wanted to discuss um, that hopefully will help some people that maybe are going through a similar situation that I was going through uh, a while back. And um, and yeah, something I've just been thinking a lot about. So first things first, uh, I have been traveling all, all over the place the past couple of months, and I'll continue to do so as part of my job here at Overdrive. Uh, one of the things I do is go to a lot of book festivals. I set up uh, having a booth for, for Overdrive to promote our app Libby, which I'm sure you're all familiar with if you listen in. Um, but I go to these different events and talk to end users and help them discover the app, people who may not be aware of it. And it's just our way of helping the libraries and showing our support for the libraries in those areas. So I was in Berkeley, California this past weekend at the Bay Area Book Festival. Uh, Berkeley is on the eastern bay side of san francisco so it's really close to downtown san francisco uh just across the the bay bridge um but yeah it was a really great time uh it was exactly what i thought berkeley would be like and i mean that in a positive way like incredible incredibly intellectual group of people and people who didn't know about the app asking really great questions about how the library was involved and all sorts of awesome stuff i also saw three wonderful past guests that stopped by the booth and we did some recording. Uh, first was Zarada Cordova, who was the second person I ever interviewed. Uh, so it was really cool to catch up with her. Uh, we're social media buddies, but it was cool to see her in person and chatted for a little while. Um, she's doing some super cool stuff with books that are coming out in the very near future. One of them has been announced. 
uh, is she has a new Star Wars book coming out in August. And she was wearing a Star Wars shirt. It was May 4th, so it was Star Wars Day. So that was awesome. Uh, and then Anna Marie McLemore came over and promoted her newest book. We did a video with her. I uh, hadn't talked to her in almost, I think, two years. So that was really great. Um, and then uh, Mallory O'Mara came by and... It was just super awesome to finally see Mallory, who we've been talking about for like months and months now. She's the co-host of the Reading Glasses podcast, and she wrote uh, the absolutely flawless book, The Lady from the Black Lagoon, uh, all about Millicent Patrick, the person who created the design of the creature from the Black Lagoon and didn't get her proper credit. Um, we talked about that a lot in the, in the past, and she's been on the show, so I won't rehash that. But just really cool to see her in person finally and get to chat for like a half hour about all the amazing stuff that she's doing and a lot of stuff going on uh, here at Overdrive. And so that was really, really fun. And then something I've been doing a lot. Tell you what, uh, being stuck on planes so often over the past couple months going to the West Coast... Uh, if you really sit down and force yourself to write, you find that you have several hours of uninterrupted time. So that's been great. So I've been working really hard on, on some writing projects, which is really cool. Um, so traveling has been exhausting and talking to Mallory and, and Zoraida and, and Anna Marie, just like trying to understand how authors do the whole book tour thing just gives me a really new appreciation because I'm only out of the office every couple of weeks right now and they're just relentless with their tours. Man, I don't know how they do it. Um, and everyone, I know we have some listeners out there who kind of travel all around as part of their jobs or just their lifestyle. And uh, God bless you. That's incredible that you're able to do that. I'm always blown away um, because just being gone for like four days at a time is throwing my body all off and it is... Uh, yeah, it's really messing with me. So, man, good for you guys if you're able to do that. Uh, so, yeah, that was the Bay Area Book Festival. Like I guess I got to see a lot of great people. Um, being in San Francisco, we ate some great food and saw some really cool stuff. So that was lots of fun. And then the next trip I will be taking will be to Book Expo America and BookCon, which is in New York City. I know a lot of people go to that. So we will have a Libby booth at BookCon, and we have a giant Overdrive booth uh at book expo america so if you're at either of those events be sure to let me know and that's at the end of may so we've got some time for those as well um okay let's do some book recommendations because again that's sort of the point of this podcast as always i will have these recommendations in our show notes and i will link them to overdrive.com where you should be able to sample all of them uh, both the audiobooks and the ebooks uh if you want some additional recommendations you can always shoot us an email at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com love hearing from you guys uh, you can also find us on instagram and twitter at probooknerds um, and then you can just visit our website professionalbooknerds.com for all that good jazz as well uh, I will also ask if you haven't done so yet, and only ask this every once in a while, if you wouldn't mind going into iTunes and giving us a five-star rating and leaving just a, a quick note about your review. Uh, that really helps us out, helps other people find the podcast uh, and all that jazz. I'll also say, just because I know that a lot of people like to follow um, certain things like this, if you want to find me on Goodreads, it's Adam Sokol, S-O-C-K-E-L. So you're more than welcome to see all the books I'm about to talk about Uh before I talk about them. So, okay. Gonna go through a bunch of book recommendations now. Some books that I've been reading. A few of these are available right now. A few of them uh, may not be out just yet, but I still want you guys to know about them because they're awesome. So, 
I will go from what I'm currently reading and I will work myself backwards. So the thing I'm currently listening to right now is called A Danger to Herself and Others by Alyssa Scheinmel. And I'm just about a third of the way into this, but it is super unique. It is all about this character. Her name is Hannah, and she has been institutionalized, and she is our narrator, and she keeps saying that there's been a giant mistake as to what's going on. Um, she had a roommate in this summer program, and we, at least as far as I am now, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to the roommate. We don't know the, the situation. But Hannah keeps telling us that there's been a mistake, and it's very much reminding me of uh, We Have Always Lived in the Castle, where it seems like she's a super unreliable narrator. And even she, she ends one of the chapters early on in the book. Uh, saying something and then changing her mind and then like the chapter ends with her being like I was lying before so you don't really know what to believe about it and it, it keeps you guessing uh, a lot of the way like I said I'm only about a third of the way in but uh, it's really really good and it does mess with my head a little bit uh, so that is A Danger to Herself and Others by Alyssa Scheinmel and as I, I finish that over the next uh, day or two I will give you guys an update on exactly what I think of it but I, I have very very good uh, good feelings, good vibes towards this book. I, I, it was something where I borrowed it just because it was available, and I'm very excited that I did. Uh, another one that this one actually doesn't come out until a little bit later in this month, I believe, is Again But Better by Christine Riccio. Uh, if that name sounds familiar to you, you may have found her on YouTube. She's been there since 2010. Her channel is called Poland Bananas Books, all one word. And it has almost 400,000 subscribers, which is amazing. And what Christine does is she does book recommendations and uh, book haul and covers and does lots of really funny stuff. She's uh, She has a background in comedy, and, and she's very, very funny. Uh, and she's written a book, and this is her first book. I don't want to talk a ton about it because uh, she's going to be on the podcast. I'm going to be interviewing her when I go to New York, but... Uh, There is this female character named Shane, and she's been doing college all wrong. Uh, She's pre-med, and she has great grades and happy parents, but she's made exactly zero friends all throughout her time in college. She goes home every weekend. Uh, She's never been in a romantic relationship, and so uh, Shane decides to go to London for this uh, foreign exchange kind of a program, or really rather a study abroad program in London. And um, she makes herself this list that she's going to make friends and she's going to pursue boys and she's going to find adventure. And so it's all about her uh, creating second chances for herself and discovering the life maybe she wanted to lead and and being brave enough to kind of try something again. So it's really good. Uh, She and I will talk a whole lot more about it in the coming weeks, Um, but it's awesome. And again, if you're familiar with her, uh, with her YouTube channel where she's really, really funny. And I I have enjoyed her YouTube channel long before we set up an interview. Um, but if you're familiar with the YouTube channel, you will really like the direction that the book goes and the, the her voice is definitely carries over into the, the text as well. Um, okay, so the next one, I just finished the audiobook of this, uh, but I listened to The Near Witch by Victoria Schwab or V.E. Schwab. Uh, She was on the podcast uh, a few months back, and we hit it off really well. She's 
a wonderful human being and very charming and funny as well. Um, the Near Witch is actually the first book of hers that was ever released. It came out a long, long time ago, about I think like 17 books ago. And it got re-released, which was cool because it was a book where, and she was, she's been very open about this on, on social media and various places. It was a book that at the time it was her debut, so not a lot of people discovered it, um, certainly less than the followers that she has now. And the book went out of print and they brought it back. They re-released it and it actually ended up being a New York Times bestseller on the release. Uh, the Near Witch is all about this community who is a very tight-knit community that um, tells this story of this witch that was alive hundreds of years ago. And um, they have two sisters that live in the community that maybe they're witches as well, maybe they're not. Um, it's kind of tough to tell. You, you, you need to continue you know, reading on the book to find out what's really going on. And this stranger comes into their, uh, into their village. And right as the stranger comes into the village, children start disappearing. And so they're trying to figure out what's going on. Is it, is it this stranger that's doing this? Is it the near witch, the, the, this thing that was alive hundreds of years ago? Is it these sisters? You know, what's going on? And um, there's this saying that there are no strangers in near. And so because there's no strangers in near, when a stranger arrives, clearly you know, they're trying to figure out if, if they're the problem or not. So it's a really, really quick read. Um, and if you're f- familiar with Victoria Schwab's works and her books which obviously millions of people are you certainly get a lot of her voice that you're familiar with in this book which was her first one so very much recommend that uh another one is once and future by amy rose capetta and Corey mccarthy uh this is a book that i briefly mentioned um i think a, a few weeks ago And I'll talk a little bit more in an upcoming episode with a really cool thing that we have going on. But this is awesome. It's a updated version of uh, King Arthur. So there's this character named Ari, and she crash lands on what is old Earth because this is set well into the future. She pulls this magic sword from its ancient resting place. And then all of a sudden, she is revealed that she's the latest incarnation of King Arthur. So she meets Merlin, who uh, is aging backwards. So Merlin is a teenager. And together they have to find a way to break the curse that keeps Arthur coming back time and time again. Uh, And they have to defeat uh, cruel, this cruel and oppressive government that is basically running the entire galaxy. It's really fun. Um, It is very, very uh, diverse. It's such a great cast it's an amazing cast of lgbtq plus characters and people who are gender fluid and it's it's so great it it makes you laugh so hard there's so much great comedy and romance and action and adventure it's awesome highly recommend it i can't recommend it more you know it's it's great stuff you'll really really like it so that's once in future uh, another one, and this one doesn't come out for a few months, but they will be on the podcast uh, a little bit later. But it's called The Star Shepherd by Dan Herring and Marcy Kate Connolly, who has been on the podcast before. Um, she wrote Shadow Weaver, which is like a, a middle grade magical book. This is kind of, it, it gives off a lot of Neil Gaiman vibes. Um, it's like How to Train Your Dragon meets 
uh, Stardust, I think would be a good way to describe it, or How to Train Your Dragon meets um, The Graveyard Book by Neil Gaiman. Uh, there is this boy, and he has this trusted dog and a best friend, and they have to race to save the stars that are falling out of the sky, and they don't know why. So he's a star shepherd, his father is a star shepherd, and their job is to find stars that fall out of the sky and return them to the sky uh, before their their light burns out. And something's going on, all these stars are, are falling, and you don't really know why and they're trying to figure out what's going on and there's monsters and there's giants and there's pirates and it's everything you could possibly want in in an adventure book and it's technically middle grade but I was just blown away by it as as an adult so I I think you will be as well um and I will say uh Dan Herring is a animator i believe and so he does a lot of the drawings of various chapters of the books and they're also really really awesome um another one and i'm not going to focus on this very long because he's on the podcast and i know i've talked about it before but brian j jones wrote the biography becoming dr seuss all about how dr seuss became dr seuss so we'll get into that in just a couple weeks here um I also, at the recommendation of Mallory, I, and by recommendation I mean by listening to Reading Glasses, their podcast, uh, I read Life Among the Savages by Shirley Jackson, which is just like a... Shirley Jackson is very well known for her horror stories that she writes. Again, we've always lived in the castle and uh, Haunting on Hill House and, and a million other things. But she also wrote these very, um, very honest and open books about her family and just like the mundane tasks that they do and she finds a way to make even like making breakfast for her family hysterical and um, highly recommend it that's life among the savages again if you're familiar with shirley jackson it the her ability to make even just the most boring tasks be hilarious is awesome um and then i also think I mentioned Seafire, but Seafire is by Natalie C. Parker, and that is, um, it very much reminds me of <clears throat> Daughter of the Pirate King. It's these awesome, badass lady pirates who are teenagers, and they have a ship, and they're trying to avenge a family that they've lost because there's this evil pirate who um, basically commands the whole uh, area that they, they live in and trying to break free. It's really, really good stuff. So, Highly recommend Seafire as well. Um, those are just some of the books I have read uh, in the past couple of weeks here. And now I want to talk about something that's I, I've been thinking about it for a really, really long time and um, haven't really brought it up because it's you know just trying to determine if it was worth sharing or not. And seeing as how I have some space to fill here, <laughs> figured now is as good a time as any. Uh, so... Long-time listeners to the podcast will know that last year I um, had a very strange and stressful year. My wife and I were building a house, which is a good thing, a wonderful thing, and I'm, we're in that house now. But um, we ended up living in, in three different houses last year and packing and unpacking our lives and our dogs. And uh, it was just a very, very stressful year. And what I found out, found happening as our house was getting delayed and Again, it was, it was all for a good thing. We were building our own home, and we were very excited about it. But throughout the year, it was really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel because it was a, a moving target. And uh, we were going from families from family to family with our dogs and not having our own space and feeling like we're encroaching on people. 
And what ended up happening was I got really, really depressed. And um, I've always kind of struggled. I've always been a very emotional person. And I've always um, been very, very, not like high and low from a, you know, struggling from depression standpoint or bipolar or anything like that. But just like I've always been an extremely emotional person. And so what would happen is I would get really, really down on, on us, on myself mainly, just being stressed out because there was no way for me to fix the problem that was going on. I couldn't cheer up my wife. Um, my dogs were living the best life. They got to be with various family members all the time. They were they were really enjoying themselves. But um, we were very, very stressed out. And I got I, what I ended up finding out was happening is I was really, really depressed. And so... I realized that I was turning to books to kind of make myself feel better, and it was doing that. And obviously, when it comes to books, there are, if, if you're struggling through um, depression or any type of mental illness, or even if it's just like seasonal depression, which is something that I know a lot of people here in the Northeast Ohio and the you know Midwest in general can get because of just how long and dark our winters can be, a lot of people will get that kind of like seasonal depression. Um, there's obviously books that help deal with mental health and things like that. That's not what I'm talking about. And those are wonderful and are incredible. But what I found myself doing is reading books almost explicitly to take my mind off of what was going on. And the books that I was reading that were the most effective were things like the Hercule Poirot books by Agatha Christie. Um, again, if you're a long-time listener, you know that I talked all about how much I love those books. Um and what I realized they were doing is these were the types of books that I could read or listen to. And then, yes, I was using them as escapism when I would be enjoying the book. But the Hercule Poirot books, because they're very, you know, mysterious and keep you guessing the whole time, they were keeping my mind on the books the whole time, even when I wasn't reading. So I was thinking about the the, the plot, what could go on, what was happening. And, and those books were really, really great because they were keeping my mind occupied and not thinking about how stressed out I was. I'm going to take a sip of coffee here, one sec. But those books were, they were really helpful. They were great for my mental health because, again, they were they were kind of making the synapses fire and they were keeping me, I don't want to say sane because that's a bit dramatic, but they were keeping my brain working even when I, you know, was not aware that that the book was on my on my brain um those were incredibly helpful another one was the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, which we had Stuart Turton on the podcast to talk about um and that was awesome again same thing kind of with the Hercule Poirot books where it's like a murder mystery it keeps you guessing all the way until the very end um that was amazing and again it's just keeping my brain occupied and, and then I also focused heavily on the autobiographies and memoirs especially the audiobooks of people that I really respect and look up to and, and think about a lot um, because they were letting me focus on someone else's life for a while and for some reason being nonfiction, it was really helping a lot um, I'm thinking about like My Life as a Goddess by Guy Branham um, they're was the uh, Failure is an Option by H. John Benjamin. Uh, of course, I went back and re-listened to Nick Offerman's uh, biographies, Gumption, which was really great, and Paddle Your Own Canoe, which is less of a 
biography, but still keeping my mind on, on someone else's stories. Um, and I guess like I, I was just finding that these books, even more so than like fantasy worlds and places that I could escape to, I was finding that these books, these nonfiction books, and then also these mysteries were really keeping my brain in a good place. Um, another one was The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein by Kirsten White. Uh, again, like focusing on a story that I couldn't see the end coming. Um, it was really, really helpful for me. Um, and then another one was Never World Wake by Marisha Pessel. Again, all of these books have one major thing in common, um, or rather two major things in common. One, either they were nonfiction, so I could focus on someone else's life in the world who was real and actually out there. And then uh, the other part was that they were mysteries that were kind of keeping my brain guessing. And it just really made me think about the fact that books, you know, they have this ability, everyone always talks about the escapism that books provides and the ability to go to different worlds for a while without ever leaving your house or without ever leaving the library or the bookstore. You know, you can always go someplace by opening up a book and you can um, forget about things that are going on. Um, but what I, again, what I really noticed is they also were helping my mental health because they were showing me other people's lives who maybe were going through similar issues that I was going through or even just things that were wildly different than my situation. But it made me realize that there were all these other avenues of, of places that people could go with their, with their thoughts and, and the stuff that they were sharing. Um, and again, the, lots of people always say that the best books are the ones that stay with you and you know the Agatha Christie books and all these different things that I would put the book down or I would take my headphones out and I would sit there and I would think for hours and hours like okay what's going to happen and, and until the next time I can get back to that book it was really really helpful for me so um, I didn't really know where I was going to be going with this I, I hope that made sense to you just the fact that you know, I, I was using books to kind of fight my my sort of year-long funk, maybe is a better word than depression. But um, this year, since we moved in, I obviously have been in a much better mood. Uh, good, just getting our own space back has been really, really helpful for my brain. Um, but I, I've, and I've actually kind of found like the books that I'm reading now, there's really no rhyme or reason to them. I'm not heavily focusing on a specific type of title. Um, just scrolling through the books I've read so far this year, I mean, there's YA, there's adult, there's fiction, there's nonfiction, there's fantasy, there's, um, you know, true life stuff and, and sort of everything in between. And it's just because I'm, I'm not, I don't ha I'm not really having to use these books to uh, use them as escapism. I'm more so just using them because I'm really excited about what I'm reading. So um, yeah, that's that's just kind of the, the two cents I wanted to share. Um, if you've ever had any issues or situations rather like this where you've used books to kind of overcome something that's going on in, in your life, I'd love to hear about it. Um, shoot us an email or a, or a, a tweet or, or something. Um, just curious, you know, if you would like to share your story by all means, um, or maybe just even the books that you use that help kind of make you feel better. So. Okay, this is going to be a little bit shorter than, than my episodes tend to be, but I feel like I'm already ranting and uh, and getting into, you know, falling down rabbit holes here. So uh, that's just about everything. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts and, and see what you guys have been reading and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah. 
take a look at the show notes for every all the books that I discussed. And I hope you guys enjoyed this bit of a unique episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.